0: Well, good morning everybody. Happy Easter to everyone. It's good to see you all this morning. I am so glad for Easter eggs, aren't you? And the Easter bunny is so awesome. I just love it. and The way the eggs are all colored and the candy. I just am loving the candy. Nothing like a chocolate bunny. Isn't it awesome? You eat the ears first. It's just awesome. How many are glad for Jesus this morning? Amen. That's who we're glad for. And as the early church said, he is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Praise his name. I'm just glad that we could worship him this morning in spirit and in truth and know that he is alive Forever and ever. Hallelujah. Let's just open our hearts in prayer for a moment. Father, we thank you so much for who you are this morning. You're the risen King, King of kings, and Lord of lords, risen forever. And we could worship you that way this morning. We open our hearts to you. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this place to challenge us, to change us, and to equip us for your task ahead. We thank you, and we're going to praise you because. Worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Everyone Amen. needs compassion. Let's stand together. A love that's never
1: failing. Let mercy fall on me. Everyone needs forgiveness. The kindness of a Savior. The hope of nations. Savior, Savior, He can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save. find me, all my fears and failures, and fill my life again. I give my life to follow, everything I believe in, now I surrender, I surrender. forever the author of salvation he rose and conquered the grave jesus conquered the grave shine your light and let the whole world see we're singing for the glory can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Offer of salvation, he rose and glory of the risen King King Jesus shine your light and let the whole world see, singing for the glory of the risen King shine your light and let the whole world see singing for the glory Of the risen King, King Jesus, shine your light and let the whole world see, singing for the glory of the risen King, Jesus, shine your light and let the whole world see, singing for the glory. the glory of the risen King He humbled himself. He carried the cross. Love so amazing. Love so amazing. Jesus Messiah. the wine, broken poured out hope for love the whole life trembled and the veil was torn love so amazing love so amazing Jesus Messiah
0: one last time hallelujah father praise your holy name praise your holy name hallelujah 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 you may be seated for just a few moments we're going to continue with our finding out who Jesus is and elder Frank is going to read for us
2: when Jesus rose from the grave he led a host of captives out of captivity And gave gifts to men. And because of this, we have also been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the Son of God's love. A kingdom of light and life. Unlike the kingdoms of this world, our king Rules over a kingdom of love, forgiveness, joy, peace, and blessing. We have a king who died for us and now lives for us, intercedes for us, and has placed all authority and power under his feet. And according to the word, I'm going to say that again, and according to the word, our king's kingdom will increase and grow in power and authority without end. Now let's pray this part together. We thank you, Jesus, that you are the blessed and only Potentate, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, you alone have immortality and dwell in unapproachable light. Yet you humble yourself to be with the lowest sinner and raise him to eternal life. Amen.
0: We have a king this morning, amen? And we have a king that, as was read, gave himself for us. We wanted to take some time on Easter Sunday to enjoy communion together and to remember what he did for us, his broken body on the tree and how he was raised from the dead for us. Ushers, if you'll come. And we will be passing the communion out to you in your seats. When you get your cup, hold on to it. You can open it up, tear off the top, take out the bread, tear off the second layer, open the cup, and we will then partake together. So thank you, Father, for this. Blessed in Jesus' name.
1: I'm forgiven Because you were forsaken I'm accepted You were condemned I'm alive and well Your spirit lives within me Because you died and rose I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven because you were forsaken. I'm accepted. You were content. And I'm alive and well. Your spirit lives within me because you died and rose again. Honor you. In all I do, i honor you, and I'm forgiven because you were forsaken. And I'm accepted, you were condemned. spirit lives within me because you died and rose again amazing love how can it be you my king would die for me amazing love Is my joy to all you? Amazing love. How can it be? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That you, my King, would die for me. Amazing love. Joy to all you
0: in all I do. I honor you. Let's just sing that with amazing just our voices.
1: Amazingly. <laughs>
0: And after he'd given thanks, he broke it and he said, This is my body which is broken for you. Take and eat. Father, we thank you for the broken body of Jesus. It sounds like a strange thing to say that we thank you for someone's body being broken, but we know that it was through his brokenness that we receive life, it was through his brokenness that we receive healing and salvation. It's through his broken body on the cross that we receive a kingdom that will never pass away. So as we partake today, we partake of the joy and the wonder and the glory of that kingdom. And we thank you for its provision. We partake in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's partake together. And in like manner, after supper, he took the cup. And after he blessed it, he said, this is the cup of the new covenant of my blood. It's a testimony of things yet to come. It's a testimony of what's going to occur. He says, as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you show forth the kingdom of God until I come again. We just thank you, Father, again for this blood. It's a celebration of what you did for us. It's a celebration of what you're going to do for us. And Father, it really is a celebration of what you do for us every day. It's this blood that cleanses us, it purges us, it heals us, it delivers us, it sanctifies us. Whenever we fall short, all we do is just call on the blood. Whenever we sin, we know the blood is there to cover again and atone one more time. Whenever we are short of your glory, we know it brings us to where you are. It, it, it allows us access behind the veil into your presence. It's the blood. So, Father, we thank you for it. We partake together. And as we do, we partake your healing, your blessing, your provision, your sanctification, your glory in all of our lives. Bodies will be healed as we partake. Spirits will be touched as we partake. Souls will be healed as we partake. Because this is your blood, the blood of the new covenant. We receive it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's partake. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Now let's stand together and worship him one more time. Hallelujah,
3: free.
1: set you free. You are free indeed. If the sun has set you free, you are free. Amazing love. Amazing love. How can it be? You, my king, will die for me. Joy to all of you, amazing love, amazing love. How can it be that you, my king, would die for me? Oh, what a king! What a king! Amazing love, amazing love. I know it's true. It's my joy to honor
0: you in all
1: I do. I'll
3: room today. I feel like fear needs to leave this room today. I feel like as a whole, as a church, as a group, we need to set down those things that are holding us back from taking a step further into the change that God wants for us. He is so good. He's worthy of it all. Someone very special told me that it's our job to sit with the creator of the universe, the creator of us, to sit with him and to lay everything bare. He says, come to me, all you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And and <laughs> And the saying in English is, take the pillowcase and give me the pillow. And, and I wish that he was here to say it in Patoa because it sounds so much cooler. But the point is, give Jesus your heaviness. Give him your burdens. Give him the, the lack of healing and, and the terror that you don't sleep in the night. And he'll give you that rest. He's holy and he's worthy of it all. And when you can't get past it, you praise him. You praise him let it rip today. It's Resurrection Sunday. We're out of the death and into the light.
0: They're going to sing a song worthy of it all. For from him, for from you are all things and to you are all things. So, as was just said, everything you have belongs to him, comes from him, and is going to him. So, as we worship this last song together, just raise your hearts and hands to him and say, Jesus, here's everything. Here's everything I have. Body, soul, and spirit, I'm giving it to you. I don't want to carry it anymore. I mean, know we can get tired of carrying it? It's all yours. Let's just worship him. Hallelujah, Lord. You are worthy of it all.
1: For from you are all things and to you are all things for you deserve the glory for you deserve the glory. You are worthy of it all. Yes, you are. You are worthy of it all. All the praise goes to you, Jesus, for from you are
0: give him one last praise offering. Could you do that? Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Hallelujah, Father. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. He deserves it all. Praise his holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're glad you have a king this morning, say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated in his presence. Wonderful, wonderful king we have this morning. Praise his holy name. Praise his holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He deserves it all. Body, soul, spirit, every part of our lives. And we all agree that that also includes our finances as well. Our worship, our praise, our finances, our possessions, everything. So we're going to take a moment and bless him with the giving of tithes and offerings. Uh, giving back to him what he has so abundantly given to us ushers you may come praise his name hallelujah father we just thank you so much what we we can't our words cannot even express how much we thank you and how much we love you and and the mere pittance that we put in an offering plate that's nothing We're just simply giving back to you a portion of what you've so abundantly given to us. And we know, Father, that you're going to take this offering. You're going to bless it. You're going to multiply it. You're going to use it for the furtherance of your kingdom. We want to reach and touch and minister to a lost world. And we thank you for the ability to do that. We bless this offering in Jesus' name. Bless both gift and giver. Amen and amen. God bless you as you give. Ushers, thank you. And kids, you may be dismissed with Pastor Uri to go to your special time and the rest of us. It's good to see you this wonderful Easter Sunday with our snowflakes this morning and everything. Hallelujah. And you could take your Bibles and open them to 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter chapter. A little bit different type of of, uh, Easter sermon this morning, but 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, verses 17 through 21. You know this passage probably by heart, many of you, but we're going to talk about the meaning of Easter this morning, and I have been struggling all week long with sinus stuff and chest and everything, so I have my throat lozenger already set right here, and I've got my Kleenex in my pocket. So we're all set to go. Hopefully I will not have to make any ugly sounds during the message. But you'll have to pardon me. I don't don't have a cough button up here either, so I I can't, uh, you know. 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, starting down in verse 17. You know this verse. It's a wonderful, wonderful verse. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, all things are of God. we just sang that. Who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is... That God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, not reckoning them, not counting them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. He made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Wonderful definition, really, of what Easter is, is all about. And uh, actually, the whole of Scripture can be summed up in one word, Jesus. Uh, all of the Old Testament points to one person, Jesus, and the New Testament is about Jesus. And so it's all about Jesus. And Jesus really could be summed up in one word, and that is reconciliation, because that's what Jesus is. He's reconciled us back to the, to the father. The, uh, the Bible contains history, but it's not a history book. It contains science, but it's not a science book. It contains geography, but it's not a geography book. Uh, it, It was not written to give us the intricate details of how humans were created or how the planets orbit or what black holes are or how economies should function. It has a lot of things in there that would help us understand that. But The word was written to show us who Jesus is, why he came, and what he did for us. And it's all about reconciliation. And it's that wonderful verse 19 to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. Is that amazing? Not counting, not reckoning. I like what the Amplified Bible says there, not counting up and holding against men their trespasses, but canceling them. (laughs) How unlike God are we? (laughs) That's all we do is, is reckon each other's trespasses against each other. That's all we do. But he does, just think of how he could reckon against us, but he didn't, he didn't. Now we all know the backstory of this whole thing. God wanted a being like Himself that He could fellowship with. He, he didn't want another angel. He didn't want another cre- heavenly creature. He wanted someone who was creative, thinking, reasoning. He wanted someone who could love. So He created Adam and Eve, and uh, that, of course they were the pinnacle of His creation. He made the uh, uh, made uh, the same physical stuff out of as as He did out of the animals. Were all dust of the earth, but with adam and eve he put his spirit in them so we know that humans are not animals we're different uh, and so we are a divine special creation of god and then of course we all know the result of that wonderful thing that happened in the garden we blew the greatest deal in history not just eve adam did too we blew it we messed up and we lost that relationship with God. So God had to set about reconciling or bringing humanity back to fellowship with himself. And that's an amazing thought too. Because if I were God, now you always know when I start a sentence with if I were God, bad things are going to happen. If I were God and that was that that creation like that and I gave them everything that they needed and they turned on me, I would have just erased the whole board and said let's start all over. But not God. God has a plan. And so he he set in motion a plan to bear in himself the responsibility of reconciling a disobedient people back to himself. So to reconcile, of course, means to settle an account. It means to reunite. It means to harmonize. And this reconciliation was done on the cross of Calvary. By the Father, through the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is the good news. The good news is that God has restored the breach. He has opened the door. He's drawn us back into his presence. The gospel is God, in grace, restoring humanity back to himself by the blood of Jesus. Easter and Christmas are celebrations of the gospel. These things are not about trees and tinsel and snow and family and eggs and bunnies and springtime and all that kind of stuff. The gospel is not a list of rules and regulations. The gospel is not a standard of living. The gospel is not a compendium of statutes. The gospel is not church doctrine. The gospel is not even a structure of right and wrong things to do necessarily. It's not how much you read the Bible. It's not how much you pray. It's not how much you go to church. It's not how much you tithe. We'll get back to those things in a few moments, but the gospel is a reconciled relationship with the creator. That's the gospel. We have two things that every religion on earth wants, every human wants. We, want, we have a reconciliation with a supreme being and we have a relationship with that supreme being. That's what the gospel is. The good news that I can now be in the presence of the king of kings and lord of lords. That's good news. That's the gospel. So we're going to look at some elements to this this morning, but as an aside... Just, just so some of you don't misunderstand, uh, back to the conduct and rules, out of the reconciliation flows relationship and conduct, doesn't it? It's in a relationship that we find the rules and regulations, the right and the wrong. Uh, if you're married, for instance, in my marriage, I have, I have rules and regulations in my marriage. Boy, do I have rules and regulations in my marriage. Did I just say that out loud? She's in the other room. She won't hear it's on tape, that's true. <laughs> but but the, these rules and regulations are based on relationship first. They're based on a covenant between two people. So it's based on a relationship between my wife and I. So we have to understand that the gospel of Jesus is a relationship first and foremost. It's not a thing. It's not a, a religion. It's not a book. It's not a place. It, it's a relationship. And I've said this to you before. The gospel began in Jerusalem as a relationship. Jesus and, the, and and people. In Greece, it became an idea. In Rome, it became an institution. In the United States, it's become an enterprise. And that's sort of where we're at right now with the gospel. So never forget what the gospel is. It is a person, God, coming into harmony with a people, reconciling them to himself by his grace. That's the good news. That's the gospel. That's what Easter is all about. That's what Easter is all about. So we're going to look at four uh, particular things. We're going to see, first, the provider of reconciliation, then the person, then the process, and then the people. The provider, the person, the process, and the people of reconciliation. First of all, notice the provider of this reconciliation. uh, And he talks about it in verses 17 and 18, all things are of God and everything that God did in Christ. We see the person of the provider of, of the reconciliation is God having predestined us to the adoption of sons. Paul says to the Ephesians, according to the good pleasure of his will. I like what he says to the Philippians. For it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to do his good pleasure, not ours. James, the first chapter, James says, Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creation. In Luke 12, Jesus made an incredible statement. He looked at the the disciples and he said, Fear not, little flock, for it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Wow. It's the Father's good pleasure. You didn't do anything to get it. It's the Father's good pleasure. That's an amazing and astounding thing. It was so amazing that Peter, you could just see him looking around at everybody, and he said, wait a minute, Jesus, are you saying this for us or for everybody? (laughs) Are you saying it just for your disciples? Are you saying it for the Pharisees over there? Are you saying it for that prostitute that's over there? Are you saying it for that rich tax collector that's been extorting people over? Wait a minute. This kingdom is for everybody? But but you know, Jesus the Pharisees say, or the Sadducees say, or the scribes say, or the law says, folks, Jesus made it very clear for everyone this gospel is for everyone, not just the high and noble, not just the wealthy, not just the poor. People always think the gospel is just for the poor. No, the gospel is for everybody, not just the downtrodden, but everybody. And think of this provider. It's so wonderful. He is not a financial institution, he's not a church organization. He didn't have to pass through any committees. Oh, hallelujah. He's not a government. He's not a denomination. The provider of this reconciliation is God and God alone. And I'm so glad that the word says in him there is neither variableness nor shadow of turning. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He could save somebody in 2 A.D., and he could save somebody in 100 A.D., and he could save everybody right now in 2022 A.D. The power is still there. He is still the provider of reconciliation through the blood of Jesus. Always. Always always. And it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what color your skin is, doesn't matter, your educational background doesn't matter. He has provided for you. So that's first of all the provider. Then he he Paul gives us the person of reconciliation, and that is Jesus who knew no sin. Those again three incredible words that none of us can ever understand cuz we're steeped in sin. That's all we know is sin. <clears throat> He knew no sin. And in these three words, we gain the full impact of his character. He was totally human, yet knew no sin. (laughs) Uh, I've said this before. I often think of all of you carpenters and mechanics and things out there. Jesus doing what he did as a carpenter, right? He didn't, I don't think they had craftsmen back then, did they? Craftsman power tools? No, they, they didn't have those. I don't, I don't think. I know we have we have a little trouble with our lumber right now, but I'm pretty sure he wasn't working with even nasty two by fours from Home Depot. Uh, they, they they were that was rough wood. It was splinters. And and can you imagine in that hot sun working with those ancient tools, pounding out stuff, getting splinters, stubbing his finger or his toe? Yet. Not once did he allow even the germinal seed of a swear word to enter his heart. Wow. As soon as it did, it was immediately captured. Wow. No sin. That's so hard for us to understand. How many are glad we don't have to understand it? Jesus did it for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, amazing. Our reconcile reconciler Jesus is pure when he was at his baptism. Behold the lamb of God, the innocent, pure lamb of God, uh, uh John the Baptist said. And then we see that he's powerful. There was a voice from heaven. This is my beloved son in whom I well please. Do what he says. The dove came and rested on. You know, if you're standing in a crowd and all of a sudden a voice booms out and everybody hears the same voice and points at a certain person, it's probably a good thing to listen. Did you hear that? Did you hear that voice? Yeah, I did. Ooh, okay. Powerful. But he's obedient as well. Even though he had all that power and authority, he's obedient. He said, I only do what the Father tells me to do. Adam and Eve walked in innocence with God until they tried to obtain what God did not want them to have. Listen, folks, if God doesn't want you to have it, then don't try and get it. Believe me, it's not worth it. I I was, when I was subbing this past week, uh, one of the young ladies they're mostly around 11 12 13 year olds and one of the young ladies said Mr. B if you could if you could date somebody who would it be would it be either be Cardi B or some other name I don't know and really don't care to know and I said well it would depend on which one my wife let me date and she she said no no I mean if you weren't married I said, well, to be honest with you, the one name that I do know and the other one is probably the same, I think they're both spoiled brats and I don't want either of them. She looked at me. Well, <laughs> We're smart enough, aren't we, to know that there are some things that we really don't need to want. Did you hear that sentence? That we don't need to want. <laughs> I want everything, but I really don't need to want that. It just gets us in trouble. So I've always said, if the world promises you everything, don't take it. If God offers you nothing, take it. Because I'd rather have nothing with God than everything without him. Jesus knew that as the person of reconciliation. Jesus maintained his pure innocence with the Father. And he did everything with the same zeal. The things which were enjoyable. The things which are difficult. He healed the sick. He set people free. Yes, that's wonderful. But then he also said, drive the spikes. Wow. Wow. What a lesson for us, not my will, but thine be done, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. That's the good part, but also the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable under his death. So that's that's the person. So God is the provider. Jesus is the person. But notice the process, and this is the other most amazing thing, the process of reconciliation. The word says that he who knew no sin became sin for us. Wow, he became sin for us. Now, that does not mean that he became a thief or a liar or a deviant in some way, for then he'd no longer be the pure sacrifice. He had to be pure, but yet he had to take on himself all that sin. And I believe our understanding comes from Isaiah, the 53rd chapter, verse six. And and the word says, the prophet Isaiah said, the Lord Laid upon him the iniquity of us all. That, that is literally in the Hebrew, the, the sin of the universe landed on top of him, like taking a skid full of blocks and dropping them from 50 feet. It just plowed right onto him. All of God's wrath for all sin, for all time, had to be deposited somewhere. If God poured out his wrath on the earth, the universe would have been burned to a cinder immediately. Jesus was the buffer, the receptacle for that wrath. All the wrath of God for every act of sin, for every human being, for all time, landed on Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. The greatest agony of Jesus, I don't believe, really happened on Calvary. I believe it was probably in the garden when he began to feel the weight of the wrath of God on him. And that's why, that's why he sweat drops of blood as he prayed. That's why he said, Father, let this cup, mm, but no, it can't. He was bearing the burden for every sin, for every sinner f- throughout all of time, past, present, and future. There it was. Every sin we will yet commit has already been taken care of by Jesus on the cross. He bore it. What a reconciliation. What a Savior we have this morning that has already taken care of everything we would ever need, every problem we would ever face, every difficulty we have ever had, already taken care of, already done. That's the, that's the person. That's the person. That's the king that we serve. One last point, And that is the people of reconciliation. He who knew no sin became for sin for us. And, you know, let's face it. It would be pretty awesome if it stopped right there. He who knew no sin became sin for us. Wow, that's cool. That is really amazing. But then he adds that last phrase, that we might become the righteousness of God. That we look at the person next to you and say, Us? (laughs) We. We might become the righteousness of God. Wow! God imputed, assigned, attributed my sin to Jesus. And then he, in verse 19 deposited on me his righteousness and his word of reconciliation. The wrath landed on Jesus, and mercy and grace landed on me. He was delivered for our offenses, and we are now raised for our justification. He was given to the enemy, and now the enemy is under our feet. Jesus was delivered himself to Satan, and now we are triumphant over the devil in every way. He was openly betrayed and we are now securely vindicated. Every time I commit an offense, he comes to my defense. Every time I fall, With tender hand, he lifts me again. Every time I lapse into foolishness, his wisdom brings recovery. Every time I deviate from the truth, he leads me back to right standing. At the cross, Jehovah Tzitkanu became my righteousness. At the cross, Jehovah Nisi became a banner of victory over me. At the cross, Jehovah Rapha became my healer. At the cross, Jehovah Shalom became my peace. At the cross, Jehovah El Shaddai became my constant provider. He was condemned. In the flesh, and now I'm glorified in the spirit. The wrath rested on him, and now his joy fills my heart. He was debased, and now I'm exalted. He became poor, and through his poverty, I now become rich. He submitted himself to bondage, and now I am free. He became the curse, and now I have the sure blessings of Abraham in my life. He suffered the curse of the law, now I thrive under his grace. He carried my sin, and now I display his glory. He destroyed the works of the devil, and now I share in his victory. Hallelujah. I have not met him, yet I love him. I have not seen him, yet I feel he's closer than a brother. I have not touched him, yet I feel him inside me i have not sat and talked with him yet i know that my redeemer lives and he shall stand in the latter day upon the earth and after worms have destroyed this body yet in my flesh i shall see god hallelujah that's reconciliation you're you're looking at a man this morning who owns the whole universe because of because of Jesus Jesus got it back for me I lost it In my great, 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 great ancestor named Adam and Eve, I lost it all. And Jesus came and brought it back. He purchased the pearl of great price, me, by giving up everything he had. If you want to see the most powerful person on earth, don't go to the White House, don't go to the Kremlin, don't go to London. The most powerful person on earth is that dear old saint on her knees before the Lord interceding. Hallelujah. The White House will come and go, the Kremlin will come and go, but he who does the will of God will abide and remain forever, the word says. You want to see the rich richest person in the world, it's not in Forbes magazine, I've been given all things that pertain to life and godliness, all things that pertain to life and godliness, and all of this happened so we might become what we ought to be, and that is the sons and daughters of the most high. That's Easter. Elon Musk is trying to buy Twitter. God bless him. He's raising it higher and higher. And you know what's going to happen? He's a good businessman. He knows what he's doing probably. After he spends all his money, he'll get Twitter. And you know what he'll have after he gets Twitter? Twitter. (laughs) Do you know what I'm going to have 10 million years from now? I'm going to have Jesus. I'm going to have the whole universe. <laughs> I'm going to have an open door to wherever I want to go, whatever I want to do. I'll blink my eye. I'll be there. I'll do whatever God wants me to do. I will, right now, I have and I will forever own the entire universe. So our provider is God. The person is the spotless ram, lamb. The process is taking our sin and the result is he makes us people of reconciliation. He says, now now that you've done this, you are ambassadors, verse 20, of Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. The world needs to hear this reconciliation, and it comes through us. He's made us ambassadors. We talked about this before. Being an ambassador, being the the, the person of reconciliation does not mean that you have to go back to Bible school and get a degree. (coughs) Although Pastor Ron is finishing his, hallelujah. Master's degree in divinity. (coughs) When he's done, he's going to be the most divine person here. He's not yet, but in like another month. He's given us this to reconcile, reconcile a lost world. And they need to hear what we have in Jesus, don't they? They need to hear it. They need to meet this provider and we could bring it to them. Hallelujah. Let's just bow our heads. (coughs) Pastor Steve, if we could just sing that worthy of it all, worthy of it all again. Father, we just thank you so much that you are the reconciler for all of us. We're so glad that we didn't have to do it ourselves. Oh, my Lord, what a miserable mess it would be. It would just be another religion. It would be another Islam. It would be another Buddhism. It would be another Hinduism. It would be another ism. We'd just create some cockamamie plan on how to get ourselves out of the mess we put ourselves into. We'd just be trying to claw our way out of a bottomless pit, never making it to the top. But we're so glad that ages ago, you already planned that you were going to reach down into that pit and take us by our hand and pull us out. I know some people in this place have been in pits that are very deep. Some people in this place should not even be alive today. Sin should have killed them years ago, but they're still here because of you. So I thank you for that, Father. There may be others in here that don't know you yet, and they're in their pit. The walls are caving in around them, and they're wondering, what kind of provider could get me out of this? And they're looking everywhere, but there is no provider other than Jesus. If that's you, I'm going to believe that you're smart enough to put your trust in Jesus and to call on him, the one who is worthy of it all because of what he did for each of us. I thank you, Father, for your mercy and your grace and your reconciling power that you did in all of us and that you are yet going to complete because your word says, I hath not seen, ear hath not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for his people. (laughs) Hallelujah. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's stand together. Can we just give him that anthem one more time? Just raise your hearts and hands to him and say it to him. He is worthy.
1: You are worthy of it all. Yes, you are. For from you are all things, and to you are all
0: things, for you deserve the glory. We came from him, and we're going back to him. Hallelujah. You were
1: worthy of it all.
0: Yes, you are.
1: And to you are all
0: things yes you are. you deserve a glory one last time you are worthy of it all give it to him you are worthy, you are worthy, of, worthy of it all, all. deserves all the glory all the praise all the honor all the glory for what he did hallelujah age without end we will be praising him age without end he will be pouring out his blessings on us what a wonderful thing and you may say i know people saying look oh that's just that's just a apple pie sweet by and by kind of thing that's not even real you know what then let me keep my apple pie how about that I'll enjoy it. You go have your apple pie. I'll keep my sweet by and by. Because if it's not true and they close the casket lid, I won't have missed a thing. But if it is true and they close the casket lid, guess what? (laughs) Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise his name. Turn around and bless somebody. He is risen again. Indeed, praise his name. Hallelujah.
1: Came sin, knew no sin that we might become his righteousness, he humbled himself, and carried the cross, love so